Welcome to the Hot Chicks Write Hot Books podcast with Jen Foster and Melanie Johnson, where authors give you their inside secret tips on how to be a successful best-selling author. Johnson and Jen Foster here with another great podcast for you. We've got a special guest and an old friend of ours that's joining us today. But first of all, we want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast, share our podcast, tell other people about it, and we would love to hear from you and leave a comment. That would be wonderful. And I got, a, I got this really cute thing that we just came out with. It's our elf coloring book. Oh. Isn't that adorable? So if you're listening to us, you can't see it, but it is so cute. Um, you can go to Elf Shelf Books um, on Facebook or find it on Amazon. So it's the Elf Coloring Book by Elite. And it's just hysterical. So we've got all these great <laughs> pictures in there and things like that. And then we're just getting ready to launch the Elf Farting Coloring Book. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> And then this one I just love. Now, this was inspired by my little nephew. This is the Elf Adventure uh, Journal, and it has all kinds of cool things in it if your kids love Elf on the Shelf. So um, this kind of goes along with that. So every day when you wake up, it says, where was your elf when you woke up? What was your oh. elf doing last night while you were sleeping? Um, what did your elf do today, like while you were at school? And nice things the elf is going to tell Santa Claus. Ooh, I'm going to have to get those for my grandson. He loves Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, get this for him. And and um, and leave us a review, too. We would love that. Cool. So in here, they can draw a picture, or they could even take a picture and print it and put it on there. So a lot of creativity, and it lasts for the whole um, season from the time the Elf gets on their shelf to the time it goes away to Santa Claus. And um, there's some other cool prompts in there. Wow, we've had so much fun with him. He's five five now and every year of this elf thing it's always in crazy places and <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't have that when my kids were little I was thinking I was so busy with everything else I was like oh my gosh I'd probably forget to hide the elf but so you've already kind of seen our guest Becky Norwood um, and she is here she's been a longtime friend we've known her for years we've gone to the similar seminars together she is a multiple best-selling author she was a single mom that started Started many businesses. I mean, even all the way I saw like saw uh, sharpening. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Talk about <laughs> out of the box things that she thought about. But the biggest thing that uh, she has been a brave, brave woman that she has come forward and told her stories. And it's so poignant right now. We've had just the news has been flooded with this stuff. Um, Becky had um, an abuse story when she was young. She was sexually abused and she wrote a book about it. And then she got other women to share their stories and tell their stories. And she put it all into a book. Um, her one book is The Woman I Love, which is her story and how she overcame this. And then she has the We um, Chose to Share. Is that what it says? No, we Choose to Thrive. We Choose to Thrive. So I don't have glasses on. That's <laughs> <laughs> We choose to thrive, and I love the cover because it's got all the pictures of all these women on the cover with a heart. Becky, welcome. Thanks for coming and Thank joining. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so delighted, and it's so wonderful to connect back with you too. Yeah, it's so great to have you here. We've, I think, yeah. it has been almost seven, almost seven years or so that we've known you. Yeah, it's so cool. So tell me, how did you get the, um, you know. To, to get the brave almost, to be that confident and feel that it was time to tell your story because obviously you had this story happen to you when you were young and it just 
it was inside of you for a long time. So how did you know the time was right and what clicked for you to do that? Well, you know, I was going to all these events that, that both of you have been to and they were constantly talking about, well, it's time, you know, it, we all have a story okay. and is it time to tell the story? And I had noticed about myself that it's, my story kept hanging over me like this wet blanket and I found myself incapable of totally enjoying what I really wanted to enjoy in my life um, because it was, depression was something that frequented my life and it was that always that backstory kind of like I was living a rear view mirror type of life and I didn't enjoy it and so one of the events that I went to um, our, our mutual friend Sue Ferreira was there and we spent one extra day um, just walking up and down the streets, uh, the actually the coastline of La Jolla. And I said to her, you know, I feel like I miss out on so much because even laughing was something that I had to learn to, to laugh and really enjoy life. And when we got together in a group um, to play was difficult for me. And I just decided, you know what, this has got to stop. And Sue, she's a remarkable woman woman and she just said when are you going to just stop this and tell your own story and so i committed to it and actually for my 60th birthday that was my present to myself was to publish my book and i have been so amazed at what's happened from that is um in telling the story i rewrote my story for my life I don't have the same issues of depression like I had for a long time. It's like it just transformed because in the writing, you were, I was able to um, kind of get a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I was able to write from an adult life, not as that little girl, that little inside voice that kept repeating the story. Because as you know, when we've grown up in an environment like that, we often when we start our adult lives, we attract the very things that we know. So in our, in marriage and, you know, friendships and stuff, sometimes we have no other frame of reference except the same type of stuff. And so after my first marriage failed, which brought my two beautiful daughters, um, I spent 20 years as a single mom simply because I didn't want to attract the same thing into my life. You know, and, and so in the writing of my story, you know, and I raised wonderful girls, I did a lot of inner work, but it was, and, and I did really well, but it wasn't until I finally sat down and wrote my story that things changed. And I think that's very valuable. It's like you released that little girl. Yeah. Trapped yeah. inside your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when I released it, I, I was pretty out there with it because it was all over social media, Facebook. Um, from that, people were contacting me and even men that, you know, they picked up my book and read it and said, thank you. Thank you for having this courage to stand up and, and write something like this. And uh, several men have said, well, it helped me to understand my own my own story from my own past, which really surprised me because I was, I was thinking that more, more so just women, yeah. but, you, but you know, that kind of a story, they say it's one in three women and one in five men. So we do have yeah. a, a story and we can, and in actuality, we can't get through life without ha each one of us having a story, mm -hmm. you know? So, so that's, that's really key. 
And so the next book that I wrote, well, I actually have them right here. Awesome. This is this is The Woman I Love, and this is The We Choose to Thrive. I'm actually in book two. I'm about halfway through book two of this one. Mm. Another another 30 women standing up and saying, this has got to stop. <laughs> well, what I love about that too is, you know, you didn't just tell your story. You went and had other people. You inspired so many more people to tell their story. And I know I've seen it on social media. A lot of people are, are writing the me too's and they're like, me too, this happened to me, me too. And, and like you said, it's not just women, it's men too. And to be able to share a story like that and to, um, touch other people's lives and help them so so they know that they can say me too as well because it's really hard and it's a lot of courage and bravery to to be able to say it well to be able to say me too um takes a lot of courage mm -hmm. you know because most of it for me for the most part it was something that i kept very deep in my soul but in the releasing it just getting it out there and knowing that you're impacting others, others' lives as well. I have a client that is publishing her book next week, and it's on the same topic. But she came to me, she found me through the social, social media and said, wow, look at what you're doing. And she has a program called I Am a, I'm a Statistic. Mm -hmm. And they're doing, they're not putting it, she, she has a lot of stories in her book, but they're doing the I'm a Statistic on YouTube as videos mm -hmm. and 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 it's more because of being a statistic it's not meant in a negative concept mm -hmm. it's meant in in the um to stand up and say this happened to me it kind of a me too type of thing yeah how do you take so <clears throat> these women that are brave enough and have enough courage to tell their story i mean um you had 31 women in that first book you're probably going to have about that many in the second book do they reach out to you? I mean, how do they feel strong enough and get the courage to be able to work with you to share that story? I have a, um, a Facebook group that it's a private group that uh, I think that others that were, the ones that were in the first book have talked about it a, a lot. And so, you know, when we published the second book, we did it on live, we, we used Zoom with their live on Facebook feature. And those videos, we took those 30 women, divided them into four groups on launch day. And those um, 30 women each shared out. So it was pretty amazing. We had over 8,000 views on Facebook. Huh. And then I took this, the videos that we did, um, the, the recordings, and edited them and put them on YouTube, and they're still getting viewed. So, so we know that, that it's making a difference. And these women have find me just by either doing their own search uh, or just because things get, have been so viral, you know, so they they come to me. Mm -hmm. And what do you think? I mean, everything has gone crazy. I, I gave you credit. I said, see, you started this about a year ago and <laughs> published these books and put it out there. The, uh, the Harvey, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein effect that it started that all these women, I think there's like over 80 women now that have come out about him, which is a huge, huge amount. Um, and then you're seeing all these other people, the Kevin Spacey with the men that you were talking about. And um, how do you feel now that these women have maybe come forward is what is the effect of doing that? How can they, they um, you know, you, you've talked about the reaction like you were depressed and it was trapped inside of you. And then how do you walk them through now that they've actually come forward, how to deal with that emotion? 
It's it's a process, um, and yet I think when they they see that they're not alone, mm -hmm. and the courage that it takes to to bring their stories, but then to know and be feel the support of the other women that are involved, and now it's becoming like you said, more and more people are gaining that courage because a few had the courage to stand up and say, "This has got to stop," mm -hmm. and this is what's happened. I think. What I've learned from all of this is, is I did um, a lot of research on this subject and then I came across the works of Dr. David Hawkins and his, where he measures emotions on a vibrational scale. Mm -hmm. And in his studies, he was able to determine, and you can research it, it's pretty interesting, but he was able to determine that emotions like anger, guilt, fear, shame start on the emotional, the vibrational scale, because we're all vibrational human beings uh -huh. at 20, 30, 40, 50. When it gets to courage, it's at 300. And then love is like 500 on the vibrational scale. So I took his works and his is more kind of shaped like a pyramid. Um, the way he rates his scale, but what I did was took it the shape of a woman with the, the narrow part at the waist being the courage part. That when you break through that hard part of the courage to rise above it. And what that does is his studies have shown that when we gain that courage to stand up for ourselves, to start sharing our story, to, to start the healing process, to do all that it takes, we start affecting thousands of other lives around us by that mere act of courage. Yeah. And so it was a really fascinating study. And uh, he, you know, he measures water and the energy frequencies of water, different <laughs> kinds of water. So how do they figure that out? I don't know, but it really resonated when I, because that's what I've seen happen. Mm -hmm. And I love how you equate the word courage to healing, that yeah. when you get the courage to stand up and actually say it and verbalize it and put it out there, that's really when the healing starts. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, do you feel like you're, you're really not healing or it's hard to heal when you haven't put it out there, if you've kept it to yourself? I think there's a part of you that doesn't heal from it when you, you keep it um, silent. Um, one of my authors that was in my uh, We Choose to Thrive book, she was from New, um, New Zealand and she, she found me on social media and asked to be in the book. Her story's incredible, but then she found out I was doing book two, and she wrote a chapter for the book of a 92-year-old woman that she met after she started, because from the book, she gained the courage to start her own over there in, in New Zealand, and um, she met this 92-year-old woman who had never told a soul of what had happened, wow. and the chapter was just really caught my heart because because of here this woman for the first time she ever uttered at 92 the words about her abuse and she was so you know she was so embarrassed to speak up but when she did it she was able to even then at 92 was able to start making sense of what happened in her life Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, these stories, when you think that how many women and men have gone to the grave with never uttering a word, but how much life have they been able to truly enjoy? Yeah. You know, um, so it's time to live. It's time to be happy. It's time to just be vibrant human beings and make a difference. Yeah. Well, I think your, your story is so inspiring because 
you were so brave and courageous to tell the story. You no, know, every year on Valentine's Day here, they do a flash mob. And one of my good friends, Bridget Cook Birch, she wrote a, a book um, that was about her getting abused. But every year she, that this Valentine's flash mob dance thing, <laughs> we get together and we try and support for, for that not to happen again. And, and she says, you know, we don't want it to go on to our children's children. We don't want it to happen anymore. But all of those people there are supporting it. And a lot of them, like you said, one in three, it has happened to. But how many of them have actually told their story? Or how many have actually said those words? Not very many. Mm -hmm. So, you know, journaling and writing your story, whether you publish it or not, I just think it's a huge thing to do is to just write it down or, or to even speak it. It's so courageous to do that. And I think that's just great that you are inspiring others to do this. Well, and you know, for some, it's not safe to actually publish their story, not unless they completely right. change everything because the perpetrators are still alive. Right. Um, and I understand that. And it is, there's a lot of consideration as far as the family aspect of it. But you're right. Journaling, just get it, write it, get it out, share it with somebody that, that, is a good trusted friend share it with somebody because even that mere the mere act of doing that makes the difference even if you can't come out publicly and say this is what's happened well and a private group on facebook is a really good tool for that i mean like you said this girl was in new zealand you know no one had to know she was telling you because it's a private group on facebook um but then she did choose to share it which has inspired a lot of people including that 92 year old that's wonderful right yeah the, it's the ripple effect. So it is. You were cur courageous enough to share your story. Now someone else is more courageous to sh share their story. And that's what we're kind of seeing with the on, on media today with the Harvey Weinstein thing is someone told it, then someone said, well, if she was brave enough to do it, then I can do it. And then, well, then I can do it. And, and that's what you're seeing. Now you're seeing a flood of not just him, but all these other perpetrators that they're being outed, so to speak, because I think... Um, Together, there was enough women to be brave enough to say, it's okay, I'm not going to be uh, chastised, I'm not going to be, because a lot of times these women, they may be brave enough to say something to someone, and they're brushed off, or they're fired right. from their job, or, um, you know, and it's, or it's their fault, and then they have guilt. Right. So there's probably a lot of women walking around that feel that, like the 92-year-old woman, probably for years she thought it was her fault and had guilt um, oh, yeah. attached to it. And you Very true. I'm guilty, so I'm not going to share, and it's dirty, and I don't want to talk about it because someone's going to point the finger at me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, very much. But I love the momentum that um, that you started with <laughs> and, and sharing it all. That's incredible. Well, and, and actually, from that group, that first group that shared, three of them have, you know, because they're from all over all over the world, actually. Um, three of them are doing their own group book now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you know, in their own communities. And, and it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I don't know if you have steps for healing, but if you could give someone advice on maybe the first three steps or so that you think it takes to start to heal from this kind of stuff. That's pretty much what I do. You know, I still, I do publish for a variety of authors. I publish on just about every topic under the sun as far as, um, you know, the people that, that approach me for helping them to self-publish their books. But, uh, so it's a combination of things that I do, but I still work with, with those steps. It's so important to, to take the steps, no matter, you know, where we are in life. And I know both of you girls have gone through 
you know, some amazing stuff, some really tough times. You're both single moms. I understand it because I lived that too. So we all have a story. We don't get through this life without a story. It's so true. The website for, for the, the, um, the woman I love is thewomanilove.com. Okay. And there's a lot of information on there. There's under the invite page, there's, um, for participants in this one, which I'm looking for more participants. Uh, it's, it's also on the, on the website and there's a, um, opt-in box where you can get some tips for sharing your story. And then for the main part of my business, as far as book publishing, that's spotlightonyourbusiness.com. Um, what would you say to, um, there's been a flood of women that have come out recently to a variety of different men that are prominent in the media. What would you say to all those women who have just, um, I would say, love yourself enough to do whatever it takes to heal. Um, whether it's writing, whether it's, it's going to get counseling, whether it's using dance or art to express themselves, whatever resonates with their soul, take the time to really dive deep and find a way to heal and put it to, and just put it behind you, you know, and stop, li stop living with the past. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you, Becky. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We'll put up the links and we'll put up um, where they can go to find your books. And um, if anyone wants to reach out to her, I'll put those links down there. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I've really enjoyed being with you too. So at some point we need to connect with each other, <laughs> you know, I mean, in person. <laughs> so if you like this podcast, please let us know, share it, subscribe to us, leave us a message. We would love to hear from you. And um, we're also available on Elite Online Publishing to publish your book if you have a story that you would like to share. And I just want to show you the Elf Adventure book one more time. If you have little ones, if you have grandchildren that you're looking for a little gift for, this is perfect. It has asked you what your elf did last night, what your elf did um, while you were at school and uh, you know kind of checking up to make sure you were a good little kid and what the elf is going to tell Santa Claus that you did during the day to get your presents so it's really a cute gift it's on Amazon the elf adventure journal and then we have the new um, elf coloring book also coming out so you can like us on Facebook at Elite Online Publishing or you can find us at Elf Shelf Books um, for these books on Facebook as well we'll see you next time bye bye Today's episode is brought to you by Elite Online Publishing, the brand-building publisher. They help you write, sell, and market your book online. Check them out at EliteOnlinePublishing.com. Also by Book Writing Retreats. Spend six days at the beach and have your book written by the time you get home. Check out BookWritingRetreats.com and find your way to the beach to write your book.